Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> وأشهد أن سيدنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله يقول الله جل وعلا في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم 
وَشَرَّ الْأُمُورِ مُحْدَثَاتُهَا وَكُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ أَعَاذَنَا اللَّهُ وَإِيَّاكُمْ مِنْهَا أَجْمَعِينَ أما بعد Dear brothers and sisters Throughout the Holy Quran Allah tells us about his signs in creation so that we may reflect and among these signs is the alternation between night and day and day into night and in surah al-furqan allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us wa huwa alladhi ja'ala al-layla wan-nahara khilfatan liman arada an yadhakkara aw arada shukura he says, it is he who made the night and the day to follow each other. For whoever wills to take the reminder, and for whoever wills or whoever wills to show gratitude, it is he who made the night and the day follow each other. For whoever wishes to take the reminder or wishes to express gratitude, Dear brothers and sisters, the night follows the day, and the day follows the night. Spring and summer follow the winter, and fall and winter follow the summer. Now Allah Ta'ala tells us that these changes in the world are created by Him. For those who wish to do one of two things, لِمَنْ أَرَادَ أَنْ يَذَّكَّرَ those who want to remember or recall or those who wish to express gratitude so the changing of the seasons are signs for those who wish to remember to recall and reflect and they are signs for those who wish to express gratitude so what is this verse in the Qur'an telling us, dear brothers and sisters? It is telling us that every single believer has two possibilities when it comes to witnessing the signs of Allah in creation, either by reflecting and deriving lessons or by expressing gratitude. And what is so profound about this verse, dear brothers and sisters, is that Following a pattern we find repeatedly in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لِمَنْ أَرَادَ أَنْ For whoever wishes to remember or be reminded or to reflect, but he doesn't say reflect on what. He doesn't say what exactly they recall or remember or reflect upon. He leaves it open. The changes between the night and the day and the day into night are signs لِمَنْ أَرَادَ أَنْ يَذَّكَّرُ For the one who wants to remember actively. But he doesn't say remember what. And there's, profound, there's a profound lesson in this. Because people are on different levels. Different degrees of understanding. And there are some people who, when they reflect on the night and the day, and the changing of seasons, they reflect on the nature of change itself. And they understand from observation that the universe is subjected to the power of Allah. 
and that it undergoes change, and that Allah has created this world with opposites, night and day, health and sickness, hot and cold. But then there are some who reflect on the rahmah, the mercy of Allah, who created winter as a time for deeper reflection, a time of qabd, a time of contraction, of withdrawal and conservation, and who created the summertime as a time of energy, activity, expansion, and growth. Then there are some who reflect on these signs in Allah's creation, and from it they reflect on the larger patterns, and how the larger patterns outside of us reflect the smaller patterns. We come into this world, and we live in it for a while, and then we leave it through death. Just as the day comes to life and then fades into the night and disappears. They look at the signs around them to reflect on the smaller signs within them. Then there are some who reflect on the change, and they're reminded that no matter how dark it gets at night, the day eventually emerges. No matter how deep they are into the winter, they know that the spring is coming. They realize that just as this is the case for nature, it is the case with their own life. Difficult things will be made easy and better days are ahead. Dear brothers and sisters, these are just some of the reflections a person can make as they observe the signs of Allah in creation. Liman arada an for the one who wills, who wishes to remember and reflect. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also mentions a second option. Liman arada an arada shukura, or they wish to express gratitude. Allah Ta'ala has in his divine wisdom created this life as a constant stream of changing states of altering conditions and varying environments. And one of the wisdoms behind this is that it creates within us an internal drive, an internal drive in the heart of the believer to worship Allah at some times over other times. If everything in life was monotonous and unchanging, it would be dim and stale and it would not motivate us to connect with our Creator in worship. So Allah Ta'ala mentions the change of night and day, and says these are signs for those who wish to remember, aw arada shukura, or who wish to express gratitude. And the best expression of gratitude is worship. It is ibadah. And Allah Ta'ala explains in the Qur'an that the only people who truly worship Allah are those who give thanks to Him. He mentions in the Qur'an, وَاشْكُرُوا لِلَّهِ إِن كُنْتُمْ إِيَّاهُ تَعْبُدُونَ And be grateful to Allah if it is Him you truly worship. Shukr, gratitude, is a condition of proper worship of Allah Ta'ala. Journeying deeper into the Qur'an, we find something also profound in Surah Al-Sharh. 
In this chapter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses His Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam and says, فَإِذَا فَرَغْتَ فَانْصَبْ وَإِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ فَرْغَبْ He says to him, so once you have fulfilled your duty, strive in devotion. Once you have fulfilled your duty, strive in devotion. What this means is that Allah Ta'ala is telling His Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alihi Wasallam, once you have fulfilled your duty towards my creation by calling them to me, by summoning them to me, by educating them and tending to their worldly and afterworldly needs, once you have served that role as the Rasul, فَإِذَا فَرَغْتَ Once you are done, فَانْصَبْ which means tire yourself out in deep devotion to me. This is what it means. فَإِذَا فَرَغْتَ فَانْصَبْ Once you are finished, فَانْصَبْ Strive in devotion to me. Now of course, we can never match the devotion and worship of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. But we are now coming into a season where we have an opportunity, an opportunity to taste just a fraction of it. As we come into the winter time, we have an opportunity for this. But only if we understand the significance of the season, and only if we take advantage of the time in the season. Imam Abu Nu'aym al-Asfahani, rahimahullah, he transmits a hadith in his Hilyatul Awliya with a Hassan chain of narration that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam said, Ashita rabi'ul mu'min qasura naharuhu fasam wa tala layluhu faqam. He said, winter is the springtime of the believer. The days are short, so he is able to fast. And the nights are long, so he is able to stand in prayer. This season we're coming into, dear brothers and sisters, is Rabi'ul Mu'min. It is the springtime of the believer. In another narration recorded by Imam Tirmidhi, with a Hassan chain, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam said, al-ghanimatu Winter is the cold treasure. How is this season of winter, the springtime for the believers and the cold treasure? The answer is very clear. It is because worship of Allah Ta'ala has been made easy for us in the winter season. The days are short and the nights are long. It's easy to fast in the winter due to the short days and it is easy to pray a bit in the night before Fajr because the nights are long. In this season that is coming upon us, we have two things that make devotion much easier than other seasons, at least among the physical causes. And that is, we have in this season adequate rest and adequate nutrition. If you fast in the winter time, you're not so hungry that you're weakened and unable to function at school or work during the day. And if you pray a bit in the night, you're not so tired that you're sleep deprived all day because you have time to sleep 
and you have extra time to eat. Dear brothers and sisters, what this highlights for us is the importance and value of time. The great Imam al-Sheikh Abdul Fatah Abu Ghuddah rahimahullah says in his book Qimatul Waqt or the value of time he says time is the substance of life the sphere in which man exists it is the citadel of his spirit and it is his subsistence for him benefiting himself and benefiting others so we have extra time in the winter season we have shorter days but we have longer nights and that means that this is now the time to prepare for the month of Ramadan by making up any missed fast that we have missed by making up any missed prayers that have been missed by fasting and praying and getting ourselves accustomed to the devotions that we wish to seek from ourselves in the month of Ramadan may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make for you and us and all of us the this winter time a spring for our heart make it truly for us the springtime as believers and enable us to take advantage of it may allah ta'ala allow the seeds that we plant in winter sprout in the month of ramadan and beyond ramadan amin walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا اما بعد dear brothers and sisters with winter worship and focus comes the blessings of Allah Ta'ala. Blessings that are both inward and outward. And we remember in this season that is coming upon us, the winter season, the story that Allah Ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an about Sayyida Maryam, Mary, the mother of Jesus, alayha salam. Allah Ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an that she was one day in her mihrab. And the mihrab is basically the prayer space. It is the worship space, the sacred space that she was in dedicated to worshiping Allah. And as she was in that mihrab, Zakaria went to see her. Allah Ta'ala mentions this in the third chapter of the Qur'an. فَتَقَبَّلَهَا رَبُّهَا بِقَبُولٍ حَسَنٍ وَأَنْبَتَهَا نَبَاتًا حَسَنًا وَكَفَّلَهَا زَكَرِيَّا كُلَّمَا دَخَلَ عَلَيْهَا زَكَرِيَّا الْمِحْرَابَ وَجَدَ عِنْدَهَا رِزْقًا قَالَ يَا مَرْيَمُ أَنَّا لَكِ هَذَا قَالَتْ هُوَ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَرْزُقُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ Allah says, so her Lord accepted her with a beautiful acceptance and he made her grow in a good manner and put her under the care of Zechariah. Every time he entered the mihrab to visit her, he found her supplied 
with sustenance, rizq. He said, O oh Maryam, from where have you acquired this? She said, this is from Allah. Verily, Allah provides sustenance to whomever He wills without limits. According to many of the scholars of tafsir, of Quranic exegesis, when Maryam السلام, gave birth to Sayyidina Isa, Jesus Christ, it was in the winter time. This event occurred in the winter time. Yet, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired her in those moments to shake the date palm tree, causing fresh dates to fall to the ground for her to eat. And there's a lesson in this. It was in the winter time when dates do not normally grow. Yet Allah told her to shake the date palm tree and fresh dates dropped from the tree and she was able to eat from them. There is a lesson here for all of us, dear brothers and sisters. The lesson is that winter worship, which is what she was doing, winter worship is a means of physical fruits and spiritual fruits. The spiritual fruits are everlasting, and they are what we seek in the season of contraction and withdrawal, the season of winter. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as we come into this season to give us from the spiritual fruits it has to offer and make our days of contraction, the contraction of winter, means of spiritual expansion. And we ask Allah to make the dark nights of winter a means of a bright future in this life and in the next that is pleasing to Allah Ta'ala. Ameen. Having said all of that, dear brothers and sisters, we are entering into the winter season. The days are shorter. The nights are longer. It's getting colder. The snow will eventually arrive with Allah's permission. And as we go into the winter, we have to recognize that many people do suffer from what is called the winter blues. The winter blues, sadness, mental sluggishness, low energy, even depression. It is very commonplace in this season for people to feel the winter blues. And there is actually a term for it. It's called SAD. Not the emotion SAD, but an acronym for Seasonal Affective Disorder. Because people are lacking in vitamin D from the lack of sunlight, it sometimes causes them to feel somewhat down, some more than others. Now we have to come to terms with this, that the winter blues are fairly normal, and people can feel sad in this season. Now there are some people who say that a Muslim cannot really be depressed. How can you be depressed? You have Allah. You have the Qur'an. How can you be depressed? But when they use that language, they end up alienating those people who actually do suffer from various forms of depression. And the fundamental error they make is that they assume that depression is always a spiritual problem. They assume that it's always something spiritual. That is a misconception. And it's based on the idea that depression is somehow or always a form of ingratitude or a sign of weak iman, of weak faith. 
But we have to understand, dear brothers and sisters, that depression, sadness, and the like have a biological component. They are related to the nervous system. They are related to so many things. It's not purely spiritual for a person to feel sad. A big mistake in thinking among many Muslims is that I, the idea that depression and anxiety disorders can be cured just by fixing spiritual habits. Now, of course it's true that spiritual habits do help with depression and anxiety. Keeping good company, slowing down, taking time to be with Allah Ta'ala in remembrance, all of these things help. But the biological component of them still remains. If a person was to walk down the street in the middle of winter, fall down and break their wrist, would you tell them to go recite Qur'an? No. You would tell them to go to the hospital to get that broken wrist set and, and cast. You could recite Qur'an as Ruqya, yes, but you also send them to the hospital. So there are many people in the Ummah who truly love Allah and His Messenger who recite the Qur'an, who send salawat and who offer their prayers and they try their best to please Allah, but they still struggle from at time to time with depression or anxiety. Some of them don't want to speak about it because they're worried that it's going to give the impression to others that they lack tawakkul, they lack trust in Allah. They lack belief, they lack gratitude, incertitude in Allah. When that's not the case. We go into the Qur'an and we see very clearly. Allah Ta'ala says, فَمَن تَبِعَهُدَايَ فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ Whosoever follows my guidance will neither grieve nor suffer from fear. So some people mistakenly believe that this means that true believers never experience fear, that true believers never experience sadness, but that is not the case. The great Imam Fakhruddin al-Razi, rahimahullah, he says in his tafsir regarding this, لَيْسَ الْأَمْرُ كَذَلِكْ لِيَنَّهُمَا حَصَلَا فِي الدُّنْيَا لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ أَكْثَرَ مِنْ حُصُولِهِمَا لِغَيْرِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ He says that is not the case. Because these two things, fear or anxiety and sadness, occur in the lives of the believers more than those who are not believers. So these two emotions are completely normal in everyone's life. So talking about this and normalizing it is important because we want to know how to find proper solutions. The preservation of health is a part of the preservation of life. And the preservation of life is one of the objectives of the sacred law, the sharia, from these maqasid, the objectives being the preservation of deen, of religion, of life, of intellect, of wealth and family. To preserve these things properly all call for good health. They all call for addressing health issues that have a biological component. Because disease and weakness can be an obstacle to fulfilling all of these objectives. Just take a look around. In the year 2023, 
you understand that it's a very stressful time. It's a very stressful place. And if a person is dealing with chronic stress due to work or school or relationship problems, if they're dealing with various taxations on their body, whether it's hormonal or seasonal or chronic pain, if they're not drinking enough water, dealing with chronic low-level dehydration, if they're dealing with constant shallow chest breathing, putting them in a constant state of fight or flight, unable to breathe deeply and fully. If they're dealing with poor nutrition, sometimes knowing they're not eating right. If they're lacking adequate sunlight in the day, but getting too much artificial light in the night with their phones in front of their faces. If they're dealing with all of these things internally and in their lives, it stands to reason that they might feel sad. It stands to reason that they might feel depressed. And not all depression is an existential crisis. Some of depression, a lot of depression, is biological in nature. From a person who's not eating right, not sleeping right, not drinking adequately, not resting adequately, not getting sunlight adequately, and they feel the effects of that, and they think it's something to do with their soul, and it's not necessarily their soul. It's their body. And that is where a lot of people feel this seasonal affective disorder in the winter, because they're lacking that sunlight. So what is the point, dear brothers and sisters, in saying all of this? What does any of this actually have to do with Islam? And the answer is that it has to... It has everything to do with Islam, because Islam is a way of being. It is submission to Allah, the holistic path of submission to Allah that unites the body and the mind and the soul. And the Prophet ﷺ told us that your body has a right over you. So to address these causes and take steps to have more vitality, is to take steps to better obey Allah. It is to take steps to better respect the human form that Allah has made an amana upon us, a trust that He gave us. To do these things, to take these steps to address our health in this season is to give our bodies their rights so we can best fulfill our function in the world and our purpose of existence. The hadith tells us, Ashita Rabi'ul Mu'min. Winter is the springtime of the believer. And as we're going into winter, maybe we don't feel like this is much of a springtime. Maybe we're tired and withdrawn. Maybe we are starting to feel those winter blues set in. That is completely normal. And if you are struggling in the winter, it's not necessarily because there's something fundamentally wrong with you. It's largely biological in nature. But we have to think holistically that Islam addresses not just our hearts, not just our minds, but it also addresses our bodies. So do not lose hope and do not think that you're fundamentally broken when you deal with completely normal emotions in wintertime. Take care of your physical body. Take care of your mental health. And understand the seasons that we are in. 
understand the flow of the seasons. This is the season of rest and recuperating. It is the season of pacing yourself and readying yourself for the season of growth, expansion, and building, the season of spring. So may Allah Ta'ala make this winter for us a spiritual spring and make it a time that we go inward and rest as we prepare for the month of Ramadan coming upon us. Ameen. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qina adab al-nar. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. عبدك ورسولك النبي رمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا بقدر عظمة ذاتك في كل وقت وحين اللهم إنا نسألك نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة اللهم استر عوراتنا وآمن روعاتنا يا كريم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين وقوموا إلى صلاتكم يحمكم الله